Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Truth Unveiled, Unveiled with Jace Fitzhands and myself. I'm Chris Barhorst. I pastor True Life Church of Greenville, Ohio, and Jace is a tremendous blessing to us, and I'm really grateful. We're going to talk about uh, the witness of God, the witness for God, evidence for God, whatever you want to, however you want to say that. But uh, just for the uh, very existence of God, I want to start off just with a like a very, very short uh, testimony. Of when I got saved, when I was born again in December of 1984, which was a few years ago, uh, quite a few actually, uh, Romans chapter 1 verse 20 was really something because it says, the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen, clearly seen, that's amazing, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. People are without excuse because of the witness of creation. And man, I can attest to that. I mean, I used to be into uh, creation and nature and reading this stuff. You know, man goes through great effort to deny the existence of God. I think of, of Darwinian evolution, which is very unscientific. And the scripture warns in 1 Timothy chapter 6, I believe it's verse 20, that beware of, of warns of oppositions of science, falsely so-called. The word science just means knowledge. Uh, and, and when you look at the complexity of creation, it points to a creator. I mean, think of if I looked at your car and I said, well, your car, if somebody just kind of evolved and it just came here over, over the course of, of millions of years, that would be ludicrous. We know there, there's intelligent design. So that's one thing that really got my attention. And, uh, and it still gets my attention. And the more I, I look at things around me, I, I see the complexity and that, that you see intelligent design, you know there's a creator. And go ahead, Jason, then I'm going to talk about what led me to Christianity, true Christianity. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, just the other week I was meditating over a question that's uh, commonly asked, I think, in colleges, which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> uh, and, and usually I think to, to spark a debate of, of creation or evolution. Mm -hmm. And I really think you uh, both would uh, lead you towards a creator mm -hmm. because how could you have the egg without a creator or how could you even have a chicken without right. a creator? Right. Uh, so everything just seems to point back to something that is bigger or greater than ourselves. Yep. And we often are left with that question, well, what is that? So right. what is it, Chris? Right, well, and this leads me down the next path. I wanted to talk about how, you know, what led me to, uh, feel, uh, to the conclusion that Christianity uh, true Christianity was the truth. Well, there, there's, there's several things, but one of the things that I tell people all the time, the difference between true Christianity and all the religions of the world is true, Christiani true Christianity has a savior. Every other religion uh, in counterfeit Christianity, you're your own savior. Not just when you exit this life and go to heaven and not go to hell. Of course, it applies there also. But in every area of your life, uh, Jesus uh, as Lord becomes your savior in every single area of life. That was the one thing that got my attention. And another thing that got my attention was as I study the Bible, the written word of God, and I, and I say that, there's so much evidence for the Bible being the written word of God. And somebody says, well, what differentiates the Bible from other, quote, holy books or, or say such as the Book of Mormon or whatever? What differentiates? Well, the Bible, first of all, you need to understand there's like God used some 40 different authors, three different continents, over about a 14, 1500, you know, year period of time, and there is no contradictions. I admit on the surface, some things appear to be contradictions, but they're actually compliments. 
And it's really, really powerful. And, and I, I said the Book of Mormon because I wanted to share this with you. Years ago, when I was researching all these different things, I actually contacted the Smithsonian Institute. I think you can do it online now uh, to see if there was any archaeological evidence for the Book of Mormon. There is none, zero, even despite the claims of, of some of those folks. But the Bible's overwhelming archaeological evidence. There's actually a magazine I used to get called Bar Magazine, Biblical Archaeology Review. So there's just so much evidence. You know, fulfilled prophecy is another uh, powerful uh, truth that points to, to evidence for, for the scriptures being the written word of God, the record that God has left for us. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and not all of us really have the same uh, uh, thing happen when they come to know Christ. Uh, mm -hmm. For me, it was slightly different. I, it wasn't creation that really brought me to Christ. Mm -hmm. But once I received mm -hmm. Christ, my eyes were open to creation and the beauty that it is. Right. And, and, and it only did one thing but solidify my mm -hmm. belief in, in God and His Son that He sent. That's so powerful. And you know, back to the, the creation thing, I, I want to, it would, it would, uh, not be good, I think, if we did not mention Psalm 19 and the first seven verses in Psalm 19. I want to read it to you from the NLT. This is so good. The heavens tell the glory of God uh, and the skies, the old King James says, firmament display his marvelous craftsmanship. Man, I got pictures on my phone. There was a, a sunrise one morning, the dawn of a new day, and it was the most amazing sunrise that I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen one ever as amazing as that and and truly the firmament the sky the expanse that shows it, the the awesomeness of god and then it goes on to say in in verse 2 from the nlt of psalm 19 day after day they continue to speak night after night they make him known you know day after day uh, that's the sky the expanse even the stars there's a there's a term called mazaroth i mean in the world they call it zodiac but actually, the, the stars, the redemptive stories written in the, the Maseroth, from Virgo the Virgin to Leo the Lion, the returning king. And I heard a, read a story one time about these missionaries who were in a remote area of Japan. And they went out, and, they, and some lady come running out. And after they heard, she heard the gospel story, and she said, that's it. That's it. That's the story we've been reading in the stars. Isn't that amazing? Oh, wow. That's powerful. The Maseroth, it's in the book of Job. You can look it up. It says, they speak without a sound. Uh, uh, or a word, talking about the sky, the expanse, uh, creation. Their voice is silent in the skies, yet their message has gone out to all the earth and their words to all the world. People intuitively know there is a God. The sun lives in the heavens where God placed it. It burst forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run a race. And that's another thing, Jace, you and I were talking about conscience. Why don't you share some of that? Yeah, in Romans uh, chapter 2, verse 14 to 16, it says, For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, Amen. who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience, mm. also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Wow. And it's just profound uh, what he's saying there is just by the very nature of what he created, the law, the morals, everything that we live by, everything that we search out, 
uh, we just know it's bad to kill someone. Right. We don't have to have a law to know it's not good. We know in our hearts. We know in our hearts, and we know, we know in that moral conscience of our uh, inner being right. whether something is good or bad, and we don't need the law uh, to to tell us what it yeah. what it is. And we just know it. So the very essence of God's nature is written upon us. Yeah, it's the conscience. It's that intuitive, intuitive knowing of right and wrong. Now, men can sear their conscience. It talks about that in First Timothy chapter four. But, but the conscience is is that knowing. And I like how it's, you read that in in Romans two verse fourteen on down. It says when the Gentiles, talking about the non-Jewish people who did not receive the law directly, they have not the law. They do by nature those things contained in the law. They having not the external law, they didn't receive it directly, but they become a law unto themselves. And that's what happens. People set up their own standards of right and wrong. That's why, you know, when it comes to righteousness, Romans 10, 4 says, Christ fulfilled the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. And that's amazing. But now we, as we walk out, if we're born again and we're the righteousness of God in Him, we receive that gift, we walk it out and we manifest it. And, and boy, there's so many things to say about the conscience. The Bible talks in Hebrews 9, 14 about having our conscience purged by the blood of Jesus from dead works, from trusting in what I do for God. And then it says it puts me in a position to serve from what he did for me. Because a lot of people do things out of guilt and not out of a leading from God. I, even a lot of Christians, they're led more by the guilt and condemnation trips that people put on them, that their own heart, heart puts on them, all those kind of things because they, they don't understand the blood of Jesus. We do a lot of good things. I do a lot of good things not trying to earn anything. Jesus earned it all. He sat down at the right hand of the Father. But I do it because it's who I am. It's what I want to do. God has put his desires in my heart. And that's, once again, it says, talking about the blood of bulls and goats in Hebrews 9, 13, and then verse 14, it talks about how much more shall the, the blood of Christ to the, through the eternal spirit, uh, it talks about purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. That's powerful. Mm. I mean, people, so many people, even in Hebrews chapter 6, we talk about, uh, it says repentance from dead works to, and then faith towards God or faith upon God. In other words, it's the dead works that people don't repent from. So they're still offering their works to try to be right with God, to try to merit or earn something that's freely being, freely given through the blood of Jesus. Absolutely. Mm. And what we were talking about earlier, mm. it's not so much of whether you believe that mm. God exists or that there is a creator. Mm -hmm. It's not the unbelief in that area that we have to worry about, mm. it, but it's our unbelief upon Jesus and what he did for us Absolutely. that we have to worry about. Do we believe that his death paid the price for our sins, that his blood washed away all the transgressions that we made against God in our own lives? Do we believe upon that in our own conscience, in our own, uh, in, our, in our heart? Do we believe that he did that for us? So it's not about whether or not we believe in God himself, but what he did for us that's is it. the most important part. That's it. And that's where for years, I mean, I speak for myself and I think you have probably a similar testimony in this area. I was so focused on pleasing God in my own works and my own ability that I wasn't focused on what Jesus did. And my heart hadn't been purged from dead works. But, but I, and, and I'm going to give you a scripture here that was a paradigm shift in my life. And that was in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It says, In whom the God of this world or this age has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Believe not what? Not in the existence of God, but they believe not the gospel, what Jesus did. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. 
And I used to think that was always talking about like atheists and all the and, and all kinds of people like that. But really, it's talking about people that don't believe in the work of Christ. Because if you go to the preceding verse, verse 3, and I'm going to read it from the New American Standard Bible, it says, and even if our gospel is veiled, the gospel has to do with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. It's the good news. It is veiled to those who are perishing. One definition of that Greek word for perishing it literally means they're being rendered useless. And many Christians, a lot of times, were rendered useless, not because it's God's desire, but because we're not putting faith in what Jesus did. And then he talks about the God of this world has blinded the minds. They can't see the gospel. They still see Christianity as rules you have to keep in order to measure up rather than a life that keeps you because of the blood of Jesus. And then, and then verse 5 is amazing of this same context. For we preach not ourselves. Mm. You can preach yourself. You mean not you? Yeah. You can make it about you. And man, I earned it. Now you go earn it. I've heard people say things like that. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. In other words, we're not preaching ourselves. We're not proclaiming ourselves. We're not uh, making it about us. We're making it about him. That's why it's called good news. If it's about me, it's not good news. Amen. <laughs> it's for me, but not about me. You know, I, I had this thought as we've been talking about this, that there's different parts of witnessing. You know, there's the witness of God that, for creation. Right. But then there's a wit, uh, another witness for, for the blood of Jesus upon our lives. Absolutely. And then there's a witness to, uh, unto good works out of our salvation or from our salvation. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, you know, one day we, maybe we can expound more on that. Uh, but man, it's just awesome seeing that there's there's a witness for every aspect or every uh, uh, um, part of your part yeah. part of who Where God is, His are, character, yeah. right. and how it's revealed in and through us. The glory of God revealed in us. Every part is witnessed. It's so powerful, and and I I think that uh, I I've noticed this that in my growth as a Christian we should be getting more excited about the Word of God, not less excited. Amen. And that's an indicator you're seeing it as, as good news instead of uh, as, as something you have to do to measure up, which so, so many people do. And man, there's just, I can tell you testimony after testimony of just times in my life where I, it was just all about me and I was miserable. And I'm still renewing my mind to the goodness of God. And that doesn't end. That doesn't Amen. end. Actually, repentance, which means a change of mind, is an ongoing thing. And when Jesus came, he said he came preaching the gospel of the kingdom, Mark chapter 1, 14 and 15, and, 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 and telling that they needed to repent, change their mind, and believe the gospel. The gospel is about believing, not behaving. Mm -hmm. But if you believe right, you'll behave right. Amen. That's Amen. so good. So good. Very good, Jace. You want to pray us out quick? Yeah, absolutely. Lord, I just thank you for being a witness to, a, to your creation of who you are, just as our creator, Lord. And then through your spirit, witnessing to us the, the blood of Jesus for our lives, that we can believe upon that and, and have salvation for our lives, Lord. And then the witness to, to do good works from our salvation, Lord. You have blessed us, and I, I just pray blessing over everyone that hears it, your Amen. word and that they may just take it into their hearts Amen. and walk in it in the trueness of your goodness, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much.